the 402. Welcome to the Nebraska Hawksmith. These guys are brave. They're Hawkeyes living in enemy territory. Listen, these guys are way past their point. But they're still Hawkeyes. They're spreading the Hawkeye hype to all of Nebraska. The Frost Advisory is canceled. Corn Husker, more like Corn Sucker. Are you ready for this podcast? Let's go! All right, welcome back to the Nebraska Hawks Nest, your Hawkeye Oasis located in the Nebraska desert. We got the man, the future legend in our opinion, Iowa Hawkeye football tight end commit Michael Burt. Welcome to the podcast, sir. We are excited to have you. Welcome, Michael. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. All right, man. Well, you're in the midst of your season right now, and you guys are trucking along there at Creighton Prep. And we wanted to pull you out of here real quick just to talk to you to give Hawkeye fans just a little bit of taste of, you know, the incoming guy, the personality, the player that you are. Uh, Hawkeye fans, as you have started to learn, are very loyal, passionate fans. So we want to we want to get to know you a little bit. And for those of you guys that are on the live stream now, I know there'll be more people hopping on throughout. Uh, go ahead and submit any questions you have for Michael. Um, and we'll try to get as, to as many of them as possible. All right, Michael. Now, tell us about growing up, the commitment that you put in. There's you know, going to be some younger play- football players that are maybe in middle school and just getting into high school that are really shooting and aiming to be in a position like that you're in right now. Tell us about the commitment and the work and what you really had to do to get yourself at this at the level that you're at right now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'd say the biggest thing is to stay consistent. Um, you know, there's a lot of kids that, you know, are really good at a young age. And I uh, think, you know, they can play at a high level at a young age. But, you know, the people who really make it to the top um, once you get older is just the people who stay consistent and uh, not really um, depend on your talents and kind of just kind of work hard to develop some more skills. So um, I'd say consistency is the biggest thing, at least it was for me. And, uh, always be open to what you're good at because football was not always my gig growing up. So, but once I kind of realized, you know, I was going to, you know, I had some potential in it. Uh, I was kind of, I kind of opened up to it. So stay consistent be open to what you're uh, talented at and continue from there. So. And Kyle kind of mentioned earlier before we came on asking about, you had offers from Nebraska and Illinois as well. I think I saw Eastern Michigan. Walk us through your recruitment process, who you got offers from and how that, how you narrowed down your choice and what really set Iowa apart for you. Yeah. So uh, I got my first offer from Northern Illinois back in March. Uh, That was really just kind of based on film from my junior season. And I kind of racked up a few others uh, just kind of based on the film and, from meeting me in person and stuff like that from them visiting my school. But 
I knew that if I wanted to get some power fives going, uh, I had to go to some camps. So uh, I went to a few camps, went to the Lindenwood mega camp. Uh, Coach Hodge was there from Iowa. Okay. Uh, we'd already kind of had a relationship going. Uh, we'd known each other for a bit up until then. And uh, they, they uh, I was actually planning to go to the uh, Nebraska camp two days after that. But I t- talked to uh, Coach Hodge and Coach LeVar Woods. And, you know, I was like, you know what, Iowa, I was kind of, you know, maybe recruiting me a little harder. They haven't offered me yet, but, you know, I think they're a little closer than Nebraska. So, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to the Iowa camp on Sunday instead. So two days later, I switched it up, went to Iowa, and got the offer there. So, um, awesome. yeah, so Iowa was my first Power Five. Uh, well, it didn't surprise me that they were my first Power Five. They were kind of kind of leading the way in terms of their interest in me. And, uh, you know, once, once that happened, I knew I was going to get a few others after that one. So I got a few others. I visited um, Iowa, Nebraska, Minnesota, took an unofficial visit there. But uh, Iowa really set apart just because of, you know, their their development, uh, their culture, um, and uh, their, uh, they've proven that they can win. So uh, yeah. they, they definitely set themselves apart from there. And did you have a lot of did you have a lot of local pressure from like classmates and from family that were Husker fans? Did you get a lot of nudges to you know <laughs> be a Husker? It's funny, I still do. <laughs> Uh, technically haven't signed yet, but there's, uh, it's hundred percent, uh, commitment. Um, it's funny. I, I almost enjoy it, but I hate it at the same time. Uh, my cousin is actually a basketball player from Nebraska. He's a walk-on sophomore, actually okay. a freshman. Uh, so once I, once I chose Iowa, I kind of got some, some grief from that, but, uh, heading in, they, they knew that, you know, you know, my entire kind of family, they've, they've been Huskers. And so they, you know, they're like, you know what, we're, you know, we'd root for you no matter what, <laughs> obviously, but uh, they knew that I was probably going to be the better option for me after taking those visits. And uh, luckily I agreed with them and um, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it was, it was pressure here and there, but I knew that I knew that I was going to get support no matter what. So it, it wasn't too hard. Matt and Kyle, you push me out of the way anytime. You guys got any questions for Michael? You just jump in. I'll, we'll, we'll ask when they are tie in. When they, when they push in, okay. So, like you said, you got a little bit of pressure and, and gotten, you know, a little, you know, I don't want to say getting crap from people, but, you know, getting teased a little bit and stuff like that. But, you know, you're following a tight end lineage there where it's essentially tight end you. So, and in our opinion, it's the most elite tight end legacy in college football. So tell us what it feels like to you to be joining that that lineage of guys like Sam Laporta, TJ Hawkinson, Dallas Clark, and George Kittle. Yeah, I mean, it's an honor. <laughs> I'm glad, you know, that I'm getting this opportunity because in the end, ultimately, it's to play at the highest level I can. And I know that Iowa will certainly help me help me do that. And so um, that that's one of the reasons I chose Iowa. There's, there's definitely many more, but to, to play in the same uniform as those people, it's a, it's an honor and I know how high the bar is set. So it's a, it's a good goal to accomplish what they accomplished at Iowa. Yeah. Michael, who are you most excited to, uh, to learn from in that tight end room? Have you met any of the guys yet? Yeah. Uh, you know, fortunately with Luke and his ankle. Yeah, yesterday, uh, I was yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, you know, I'm pretty close with Luke. He, uh, uh, I, uh, I, he was my player host, um, when I visited there, 
uh, we've talked ever since. Um, so he's he's a fantastic guy. I, I love Luke. Uh, just hopefully he'll be okay. But definitely Luke, uh, Addison Ostranga I've talked to a little bit, uh, and Steven Stilianos I've talked to as well. This guy's just played a big part in the win. Um, yeah. yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. No, they really did. That's great to hear that you got a really good relationship with guys like Luke. I mean, he just always has seemed like he's such a great guy and such a great representative of being a Hawkeye football player is all about. And just some of the answers you've already had about consistency and and things like that is very Hawkeye. Like it's already, it's like, okay, either they've started to rub off on you a little bit or you're just cut from the same cloth as what we look for in a Hawkeye. So that's pretty awesome. Recruiting. That's what they go for. And they're recruiting. They see that kid, that their consistency that they show and then they go after them. So, you know, just getting that, that recruitment, you're already there. So. Thank you. Yeah. That's awesome. So, uh, Michael, I'm going to lay this out for you, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm, I'm a college football coach right now. I'm looking at a, a group of tight ends, and I'm looking over to you. What's going to set you apart if I bring you into my program program from the other recruits I'm looking at? Um, well, sound like a broken record again, but I think it's consistency. It's right. No. I think it's my consistency in, in blocking and my ability to make plays when I need to. Um, and luckily, at Iowa, I have the opportunity to make a lot of plays. So that would be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, but I, I'd say just my consistency and just doing my job and blocking. And my, I think you can rely on me to make the lead block in a run. And then I think you can also rely on me to, to uh, make a great pass in the middle or wherever. I think when people ask me over the summer, you know, what, what my greatest attribute is as a tight end, I said my versatility. Uh, I think I'm at a good size and I have good uh, leverage and technique to block. And I also think I'm fast enough and run good routes and I have good hands to catch. So uh, without saying too much about myself, I, just, I think my versatility is kind of the greatest, greatest standout as a tight end. All right. Well, that's a great answer. You got to talk yourself up a little bit. I mean, yeah. you wouldn't be the player that you are if you didn't have some confidence. But the time that you spent in Iowa City, tell us what were some of your favorite things about Iowa City? Maybe maybe a place to get something to eat or just a really cool part of the city. What what was something that really stood out about Iowa City to you? Uh, I, li- I like how the, the town blends in with the campus. Uh, you just kind of feel, you know, how the town blends in. And I, I think it's a great... Uh, city to be in just because of that uh, i think that kind of stood out to me and the people around you i mean the fan base is amazing <laughs> i you know i grew up in a different fan base here in nebraska but uh it, it stands out at iowa um no negativity to anyone else but like it just seems like everyone has your back uh you know iowa football is just kind of kind of the main thing that goes on around you can just feel the vibe so i think because it's a college town i think that rubs off on the whole city uh just kind of the Iowa fan base. Um, and then the food was great on campus. Um, can't really recall many of the names of the restaurants we went to. We had went to so many, but I mean, the food's amazing. And it's definitely did not disappoint it, but I just think the way the, uh, the town blends in with the campus. It, they have a lot of good places there. Like yeah. it's endless. Yeah. Every time you think you've been to a mall, you find another yeah. little gem hidden there. It's just, Iowa city's awesome. Yeah. I've been to a lot of college towns and it's just very different. So yeah. I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. Um, I want to ask you about 
think about think ahead to the next year and the coming years and you step into the the heroes game the iowa nebraska rivalry and, and you're getting ready for that game tell us about some of the emotions that you're going to have going into that where you know you, you grew up in nebraska and you know let's be honest you probably were a husker fan growing up and got a lot of family that's husker fans but you know, you're making the tradi- you know the transition to the better side the black and gold side and we're, we're welcoming you with open arms man we're happy to have you but we want to really walk through those emotions on that game day. Cause it, let's be honest, you know, the Iowa way, it's like, you want to stay consistent. Like you said, and every game you want to approach it like a professional, that game's going to be a, mean a little bit more for you. And I, I think that's fair. Walk us through what your emotions might, if you can anticipate would be like on that day for you. Yeah. Well, one example of that, I knew that Luke Lachey's dad was a big Ohio state Buckeye. So it's going to be, yep. you know, I don't have any really that close relations to Nebraska as Luke does to Ohio state, but it's certainly still going to be, the emotions are going to be high because I just know that uh, it's so many relatives and friends that, you know, are gonna, you know, they're part of the, the big red, but uh, you know, it's going to be really great to be on the other side and I'm like really looking forward to it. And honestly don't even really know what to expect yet. Uh, because I'm on the better side now <laughs> and uh, I uh, don't, you know, I'm already looking forward to it. Like I cannot wait. I can't wait to go to the game this year, just kind of feel that vibe uh, this year. And just kind of, once I put on the pads next year, um, it's obviously going to be a little bit, um, how do I say this? Not higher stakes, but you know, I'll, I'll be looking forward to that. It'll all circle that one on the calendar. Um, I can't wait for it. I don't even really know what to expect, but yeah. I do know that um, I'll have support no matter what, but I've already heard from some some people that they'll, they'll cheer for me, but not the team, which honestly didn't really make me very happy. But uh, <laughs> I, I'm excited to prove them wrong and just win no matter what. So, so we got a question yeah. from a fan. Uh, Lucas Lee wants to know if Nebraska actually has a true sellout or if it's fake. I don't know, yeah. You can choose not to answer that if you don't want to. It's totally okay. I'll answer it. Uh, it's it's technically real but there's a lot of there's a lot of people that just kind of buy the tickets and either just don't go to the game and just buy them to keep that or sell them but there's a lot of people that help out to keep it so technically statistically you can say that they've sold out this many games in a row yeah but there it's not it's it's near a full stadium every time, very very close to it, but it's not consistently one hundred percent full. So when yeah. they say they've had that many sellouts, and I go to a game, and ninety percent of the stadium's full. When I when I was a little kid, I thought a sellout was a hundred percent. So technically, yes, but yeah, people to help out with it. You know, I I compare it to you know if you have a restaurant and you know you have you know. They're half the restaurants full, but you know you have a couple diehard people that love your restaurant, and they come in and they buy up all your food, yeah, and just to make it look like you're you know sold all the food. I yeah. don't know if they really you know truly looked up, but uh, Ari Gold said you've chosen wisely, so he wanted you to know that. So thank you. Um, and yep. So Lucas also says that's a true answer. So now we know. So, <laughs> all right, and those of us that live here in Nebraska know that you know we we know about it. So we're gonna get down to um the what we're gonna call this segment's called open mic with Michael Burke. 
All right, Bert. All right. We're going to ask you some questions just to get, you know, get to know you personally. And again, Kyle and Matt, if there's anything that sounds like something you want to ask, just slam your way on in and ask it. Okay. All right, Michael, this is some serious stuff, man. Are you ready? <laughs> yep. absolutely. All right. all right. Get ready. If you could eat only one fast food the rest of your life, what would it be? Uh, I'll try to make this quick. Does Chipotle count? Yeah, I am so. What do you get in a Chipotle? Uh, I mix it up, but uh, I'll either get chicken or steak or chicken and steak. Uh, okay. And then, uh, I always get the white rice and black bean, and then I'll load it up on the back end with like sour cream, corn, cheese, and lettuce. I kind of get it all. <laughs> Attaboy. Sounds like my order. I do the bowl, though, because I'm yeah. an old man, and I don't handle the carbs as well. So you keep eating those carbs, though. I will. All right. All right. All right. We're looking ahead hypothetically. Okay. All things go right. You work your tail off. We have a great career at Iowa. This is what we're all anticipating. You get drafted. Okay. You sign that contract. You're you're in the league now. What's the most ridiculous, frivolous first thing that you're going to (laughs) buy? Oh man, that's a good question. Uh, just something like, Hey man, I, I, I'm going to get something I, I want to get that I don't need, but I yeah. want to get it just cause it's fun. I'm going to put in an ice skating rink in my house. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's the best answer we've gotten yet. <laughs> like that's cool. Yeah. Are you a hockey fan or, uh, no, but I love no. skating. There you uh, go. All right. Yeah. Very cool. I mean, <laughs> That's like no one's ever going to leave the house. I mean, you have that in there. Yeah. Like that's going to be cool. Yeah. Okay. A pool is one thing, but I think a an ice rink is another thing. That's next yeah. level. Yeah. That's that's next level level baller. Okay. Now this happens. Okay, we're taking to the next step of this question. What type of vehicle are you going to buy? Oh gosh. Uh, I mean, I'm not a huge car. I don't know that many cars, but uh, I would probably get some type of sporting Corvette or Ferrari or something. I can't use it every day, but a Ferrari and then I'll have the Ferrari to back it up. And then some type of, I don't know what model I'm not big into models, but some type of cool, cool sports car. Cool sports. Yeah. All right. All right. See, that's good. You got to buy the frivolous thing that you wouldn't have normally bought. You'll already have your practical vehicle. Yeah. So you got to start to start to build that fleet. All right. Now you're you're listening to the pregame. Your pregame, you're getting pumped. You're getting fired up. You got your headphones in, okay? Tell us the top two or three songs on your playlist that you're listening to to get you jacked for a game. Oh, uh, gosh, uh, I like "Dreams and Nightmares" by uh, what is it, um, Meek Mill? Uh, okay. Any any Drake song that is kind of upbeat, um, and then all this is kind of weird. It's not weird actually some type of just like instrumental song it doesn't even have to have any words like zombie yeah. nation or something like that or, or okay. uh, yeah so just some this like i'm an upbeat type of guy and just something with a lot of instrumental type songs it'll get okay. me it'll get me juice just like stadium music that they'll play in the stadium you're gonna have to add some acdc to that list yeah no, i respect i respect the, <laughs> that type absolutely uh, back in black back in black obviously uh so i'll definitely add those into because th- those are the type of songs that i listen to in the car so i'll definitely be able to mix them in my pregame pregame list 
All right, guys. And like we said before, those of you that are that are listening on the live stream, if you have any questions for Michael, just go ahead and put those in, and we will uh, get those over to him. Lucas said he's glad that you didn't pick Runza as your favorite yeah. fast food. So we make fun of Runza a lot. Yeah, yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> we bag on Runza. I know a lot of people really like Runza, but yeah. we give them crap because they refuse to build in Iowa. So mm-hmm. they and then they donate a lot of money to Nebraska athletics. Right. So we're obviously very against that. So yeah, we, I bet. Uh, I, uh, so- my, um, sorry, my mom actually makes like homemade runzas. Oh, nice. I hate them. Are they bad? <laughs> no, I just don't like runzas in general. Like okay. she's a good cook. I just can't like, they just don't taste right. Uh, Do they, does she put the cabbage in them? That stuff messes my stomach up. Kyle, have you ever had a runza? I have no idea what the heck you guys are talking yeah, about. Don't. <laughs> yeah, don't. No, like I mean, I, my, my, my wife is Czech, or uh, Mexican, Spanish, Czech, Polish. So, like, I've I've experienced a lot of different things, but I've never even heard of a runza. Explain it to me. What the heck is it, Michael? You explain it. Oh God, it's like it's like it's like a combination of like a, a messy taco and <laughs> a hot dog and a burger, but like they just do a horrible job of it, and it's like a super yeah. messy wrap that. It looks like a burrito in the tin foil when you, or not to the paper when you eat, when you open it up, and then you take a bite out of it and you're like, "What in the world is this?" It's just like a bunch of messy meat and some other like cabbage and stuff in it that personally yeah. hate. I'm, I'm definitely gonna look it up. Yeah, yeah. If you want to build a clear the room with some horrendous gas, put a few yeah, of those down, exactly. like the, the Swiss mushroom one or something. Yeah, it's it's gonna be bad. Ari Ari Gold says that cabbage man, that'll. You'll, that'll put, that'll put a hurting on you. And then Lucas, uh, Lucas says he'd like to see you drive that Corvette in the snow. So hopefully whatever hypothetical team you go to, maybe it's warm climate. You could rock that all the time, you know? Yep. Okay. And then he says, good thing you eat steak at Iowa. So, all right. Thank God. Thank um, God. yeah. All right, Michael, if you could. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh yeah. That's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Star in any show that you've ever, ever seen, you've loved, you like, oh, that'd be a fun show to be on. What would it be? Uh, any show, just like um, <laughs> anything. <laughs> yep. anything. Uh, ever heard of Double Dare, Nickelodeon? What'd you say? <laughs> he Double asked Dare? if you'd ever heard of the Nickelodeon. show Double Dare. I think that's a little before his time. Probably too. Yeah, no. I have no idea. This is oh, this man. is animated, but man. if I could star in Family Guy, I'm getting old. Okay, that oh, would be nice. the funniest thing ever. Family Guy, they'd make a yeah. character of you. People have yeah. done that. Okay, all right, <laughs> I like that. 
So this this next question, I feel like really tells you a lot about a person. Okay, I think you know. So be careful. Mm-hmm. Give us your pizza order when you're calling an order in a pizza. What are you putting on it? Yep. So I will not. You know what? I'm gonna order multiple pizzas, and I'm gonna first off go a little creative. I'll go some sausage meat, some even some vegetables or peppers on the pizza. Um, just to, you know, really put some stuff on it. But then I'm going to order a cheese pizza on the side for the okay. second one, just to, just to stay safe. If the other one doesn't taste very good and I can have a backup, but I also don't just want the cheese pizza. So, okay. All right. Give us the best show you've watched in the last six months. What was something you binged that you were like, this is probably the best show I've ever seen. Uh, quarterback on Netflix. That was back. a good one. Oh, okay. The yeah. documentary about Kirk Cousins right. and like Pat yeah. Mahomes. Okay. It was All really right. cool to just kind of get a personal perspective on NFL players uh, and quarterbacks. It's really cool. Yeah, I like it. Okay. All right, guys. Um, we are going to play a game here. Now, those of you guys that are watching right now, we want you to try this at home, and then we want you guys to send us your pictures, and we're going to upload them to our Twitter and our Facebook and everything. So, like Ari, Lucas, I'm seeing in here. Um, you guys have been the most uh, participants in here. South Bend Hawkeye, one of our favorites in here. We want you to get involved here too, guys. Now get a Sharpie and a piece of paper, okay? And we're gonna, I'm going to put the timer on here, and you guys are going to – we're going to see what you're made of because this, this is not easy, okay? So we are – let me get this going here. Sorry, I should have had this prepared a little bit better. This is not all right. Everybody is going to draw their best Tiger Hawk. We want to see Michael's best Tiger Hawk being a new Hawkeye commit. One of the hardest logos for some reason to draw. One of the best, and it doesn't seem at first glance like, oh, that should be easy to draw. A little bit more difficult than you think. So, you guys watching too, we want you to give this a try too. So, we're going to take 30 seconds. And then we're going to go through and draw it. Are you guys ready? Not really, but yeah. This is going to be bad. All right, here we go. Go. 30 seconds. Those of you that are listening over podcasts, I apologize. This is going to be a pretty boring 30 seconds here, but stick with us. So is this a Hawkeye? Yeah, Tiger Hawk. Yep, just the Tiger Hawk logo. Yeah. I don't even know where to start. Oh, yeah, it's kind of. Oh, my God. Oh man. Oh yeah, I see your peaking. I don't even have anything to look off of. I'm just drawing this from my head. You can here look at the logo on my jacket if you need it. <laughs> okay. Okay, I got mine. Mine's terrible. <clears throat> they did this a few years ago with like Josie Jewell and some of the guys on the team, and it looked like blind people drew him it was bad that's not bad kyle okay okay all right not bad okay that's decent too oh, this God. is way better than i thought it was gonna be oh <laughs> all right let me see i'll show you guys mine <clears throat> whoa not 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 good i'd say geez matt's is probably the best kyle's is pretty dang good too all right michael Let's see. Oh gosh! No. All right, hold on. Right. <laughs> this is all. This is all, all right. Right at time. Let's see it. All right, here. Let me just. All right, that's pretty bad, buddy. Yeah, that's terrible. All right. Uh, this is the first time. It's the mouth is so wide. 
it's so open. The yeah. Top, the top <laughs> jaw looks like it, it got. Mary Joe said Matt's <laughs> cheating. Yeah. What? Know. I just, I'll look to my right. I got logos, but otherwise I just drew it out, man. Hey, yeah, definitely no tracing for sure. That uh, no. that was not good. But again, that's like one of the hardest logos there is ever. Oh, gosh, so, that's so bad. It's all good, man. <laughs> so you got a lot of time to practice, though. So yeah. we're we're older and we still suck at it. So don't worry. I, so, and, the, and the good part is I don't think that's part of the admission process to get into the University of Iowa. Because if it was, they probably wouldn't let very many I, people in. Well, not easy. <laughs> All right, Michael, tell us about one of the, the biggest things. We're going to let you go after this, unless Matt and Kyle have any questions. But just being a student at Iowa and being on campus doesn't even have to be football-related. But what's one of the biggest – you can name a couple of things. But some of the biggest things you're really looking forward to to, to get into Iowa City next fall. Um, well, uh, I'm just looking forward to uh, – you know, I, I know I'm going to be able to navigate the, the place uh, – easy coming in um i mean it's a college campus so it's not going to be like super easy but i know how well because it's a college town i'll kind of be able to stay i'll be able to be close to everything and uh not have to worry about um you know having to go somewhere far in order to have a good time or um get anything accomplished so i know that i'm glad that everything's kind of within the realm of where i'm at so that's one thing and the other thing is like you said earlier just the good food and uh, just uh, being able to go to a restaurant when I want to, and uh, and just being a being a Hawkeye football player, I never would have thought um, growing up. I never would have thought this would happen. And uh, like I said earlier, just staying consistent with your work and being open to opportunities that you have. And that yeah. Off. So that's All right. really looking forward to it. Michael, who do you guys got this next Friday on your schedule? We have. Omaha Burke. Um, All right. They are a um, beatable team, but can't overlook them. So I'm excited. We actually play on Thursday. So nice. We have a few Thursday games this, this year and uh, okay. this week. Yeah. Are you at Burke or at prep? It's This is funny. This is a good one. We Our home stadium is Burke. Our home games are at Burke. We play Burke, and it's our home game. So they're – they're playing at their home stadium, but it's an away game for them. I thought you guys had a stadium. No, we. I mean, we have a field that we practice on, but uh, we don't have the um, enough room to build one yet. So weird. Okay, I went. I went. I've gone to some games there, but maybe they just have like the um, like youth games and stuff like that. They don't actually have high school games there. Yeah, I mean, they have all of it. They play youth games, freshman uh, reserve, and JV games. So I mean, they'll they'll definitely have games there. Okay. Varsity, yeah. Varsity plays at Burke. Really? I did not yeah. know that. Okay. Well, I'm going to try to come up for your game on Thursday and watch you guys yeah. play. That's like a five-minute drive for me, so I'm going to yeah, swing over. Yeah, that sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be the one in the stands in the black and gold, so I'll stand out pretty quick. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, awesome. Uh, <laughs> all right, man. Well, hey, it was nice to meet you. We are looking forward to watching you grow uh, as an Iowa Hawkeye over the next four to five years. And all of us here at Nebraska Hawks, we're going to be watching you and rooting you on the whole way. And we wish you nothing but success, man. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And uh, it's great to meet you guys. I'm happy to continue a relationship with you guys. And thank you for having me on. Awesome. Yeah. All right, man. Yeah. Go, go Hawks, Michael. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Go Hawks, buddy. Yep. See you, man. All right. That was awesome. It was great having him on. Michael, Bert.
tight end, future tight end at the University of Iowa. What a great kid. Very nice. Yeah. He uh he he's a great guy. So it's that's the type of guys that we were talking about, like on the last podcast, that you know, we are really happy that we have guys like that a part of the program. Um, Ari Gold says the N logo on the Nebraska helmet stands for knowledge. See, yeah, that would um that would have been a little bit of an easier one to draw. Just here. Here, I could do that real quick for you. You wanna here, I can do that for you right there. No. No. <laughs> it's just like pretty pretty simple to draw that one. Like we said, it always looks like a, a five-year-old could draw the Nebraska logo. How you doing, Kyle? How you doing over there, man? And liking the sweatshirt, you're looking good. Yeah, I'm doing great, man. Um, just taking it all in, you know. Uh, it's it was it's it's hard for me to sit here and um, you know, I, Michael's going to be great. I get it, but like I had so many things on my mind that I wanted to say, uh, you know, because I just remember being a freshman, you know, and trans, you know, uh, go, you know, going from that world of where you know uh, high school making the transition to my freshman year. I mean, it was a, it was a big, big wake up call. And, you know, it's, yeah. uh, you know, probably, you know, I mean, gosh, I could talk for hours about it, but, uh, and the game is much different and the environment is much different uh, from when I played, but, uh, you know, yeah. it's uh, bringing back, it brought back a lot of good memories. And, um, you know, one of my, I wanted to ask him, you know, some things, but it probably wouldn't be appropriate for the, uh, for the podcast. <laughs> maybe, maybe we can ask him some stuff offline. He's a great kid. Now he's going to do great. Yeah. He's just very level-headed hard worker yeah. and just the exact type of guy that we, you know, we like to have in the program. So it's going to be nice to see yeah. him grow over the years. Just a great kid. And I'm definitely going to go up and see him play this Thursday. That's right up the street. So that should be, um, yeah, cool. not, not hard for me to be able to check out um moving on to the game from yesterday and so for those of you guys that are watching like why in the hell are these guys on tonight and not on thursday night we're still working out what exact night we're going to be doing this so we have to have maybe a little pre-production meeting how we're going to do this but the sunday night thing worked for michael so We've been wanting to have Michael on the podcast with him being an Omaha kid and obviously being Nebraska Hawks and him going to Iowa. We really wanted to try to accommodate and have him on as soon as possible. So I uh, wanted to see what you guys thought about the game on Saturday. Matt was there and was able to see a lot of it firsthand. Um, Iowa was able to win 41 to 10. Doesn't really feel like that score was indicative of what we saw on the field. Um, Matt, what was your feelings watching that game? Well, first quarter was tough. I just remember putting my head in my hands quite a bit on uh, watching the offense struggle and uh, watching the defense struggle, too. There was some uh, big plays that they broke off on us that probably should have never happened. Uh, it was good to – when we got that lightning delay, I feel like that actually might have helped oh. get into the locker room and just rip some ass into those you yeah. know players and – yeah. yeah, they came back and you could tell, you know, they, they had some clear minds and, and executed a little bit better. Uh, it was still um, hockey for the first half. And then the, the third, the third quarter, really, we broke off and looked, looked a lot better. So um, Cade, Cade looked a, a second off. It seemed like he just wasn't quite yeah on target a hundred percent. He was, he was a second behind a lot of those guys in those slant routes. And then uh, when he would look, at some of those uh, far passes, you know, some of the 
it looked like Nico was open a couple times and he threw vines instead into some coverage that he maybe shouldn't have. So yeah. I don't know, maybe he's trying to do too much and wants to win really bad. I know. So maybe that's some of it. He wants to get huge chunk plays rather than take, you know, 10 yards shorter with Nico and you get those touchdowns, but uh, there's still some things to work on. Definitely on both sides of the ball, special teams looked really good. So I was happy to see that Tory Taylor looked like he was what he was last year again, which, you know, he kind of struggled the last two games a little bit on a few punts too. So uh, there were some good things too, some bad things, Uh, you know, this is what's good with Iowa football is that they'll go into this week and uh, try to correct a, a lot of those. Yeah. It was, I don't know, Kyle, what you were able to see. That, that was a good analysis, Matt. Um, and that was great that you were able to go there with your son and, you know, experience that. And Even though Matt Patton, who just uh, has been – he's watching right now live, gave me a little hard time. I, I put my son in a black jersey because I don't have a cold one for him. Oh, yeah. That was- <clears throat> But there's I, a lot I, of people that weren't, so. Okay. And I was, I saw that too. I was like, I'm a little disappointed Matt's not wearing his Nebraska Hawks nest hat to the game. I was a little, a little sad about that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, did I? No. I was I wondering about that. I the top and that was the last one I wore, so. Uh, it's all good, buddy. All right. No, not, not a big deal, but you know, uh, Kyle, I don't know what your thoughts were from what you saw, but you know, I didn't think Cade looked like he was on at all. He was nine for nineteen for 103 yards, two TDs, two interceptions. Like Matt said it perfectly, he was just like not in sync at all. He was late on everything. Um, it just this year just has not got off to the start that we were really hoping to, Kyle. No, I mean, I uh, you know, I, I agree with everything. It was it was definitely a super slow start. I mean, Cade, he did look. Uh, a little off, you know, uh, but Matt, or, uh, you know, what, what you said about, uh, you know, maybe the light, the lightning delay was a blessing in disguise because, you know, while that sucks to delay the game and, you know, all that stuff, I guarantee when they got into the, that locker room, the coaches, uh, you know, after you get, a, you get to see like, you know, that first quarter and how things are playing out. It's like, guys, we're playing Western Michigan. What the heck, what the heck is going on? And they were, they, you know, saw that as a chance to clean things up and pump up the team. I mean, that's that's kind of, you know, I guess, again, a blessing in disguise uh, for what they were able to, uh, you know, because the difference uh, in the, when they came back out was a lot different. But, uh, you know, I uh, was watching the game. It was kind of a hybrid, like watching it on my phone, and then, like, my connection would go out, and then I'd have to watch this, the ticker on ESPN, blah, 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 or Fox yeah. Sports. And, you know – uh, it's, it's very frustrating because what I see and what I'm in my head, I'm thinking, guys, this is Western Michigan and we're only up seven, seven, zero, you know, and it's, uh, we it's were down seven, really, zero. Really we were down. Well, yeah. Seven, yeah. Yeah. Zero. yeah at the very beginning. And, uh, you know, I look at that stuff and, you know, that stuff like that doesn't bother me in the first quarter, but when we're not, when we're not, uh, you know, picking things up or at least, you know, gaining some sort of momentum in the second quarter, uh, that's when I'm like, okay, what the heck is going on? But then, you know, I yeah. check back and bam, 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 the score is going up. Um, you know, uh, it's just, it's unnecessary. Um, especially when I'm looking at the scoreboard and it says Iowa versus Western Michigan, if it were Iowa versus uh, Ohio state, I'd be, I'd be totally fine with it, but you know, yeah, no, I feel you. And with Ari asks if it's a broken leg. I don't know that they've announced for sure what it is. Usually at Kirk's Tuesday presser, 
he'll um he'll break that out and and tell us what exactly it is uh drew says i'm a glass half full kind of guy penn state has only played the children of the corn so far only got a 30 13 win over illinois goes to five turnovers five yeah the hawks won't do that saturday i just um i, I like drew's <laughs> approach on that you know that's a, a positive way to look at it it's just this season, I don't know why, and maybe it's just me and you guys, you know, tell me, put me in my place. I just haven't had the fire and have not been excited about it. I felt like we had a little bit of a rebirth with getting Cade and, you know, getting Eric all and, you know, Caleb Brown, some of these guys in and like, okay, you know, th this is going to be different. And, you know, the offense has been better, but not a lot better. Like, you know, it's, it's better, but the offensive line got shoved all over the field. Like, you know, we're playing Western Michigan boys and our offensive line still not looking great at times. Like I'm, I'm a little worried about that, Matt. I don't know what, what you saw or what everybody in the stands was saying, but like, from my perspective, I was not impressed with the offensive line again. Yeah. There were some struggles, uh, keeping Cade protected. He, he had some hurries, some sacks. So there's some struggles there. <clears throat> Western Michigan, those boys up front did look big. No, Cade was right. They came hard and came fast. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, we struggled picking them up every time. Uh, they didn't look terrible there, but there's definitely shortened time. That's for sure. As far as Luke Lachey goes, it almost looks looked like a broken ankle to me. But yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, the, the way it was hanging off to the side, it did not look good. So no. I mean, I, I I'm not going to call anything. I'd be shocked if he was back this year. I'd be surprised, but, um, you know, hopefully we, you know, we wish him the best. Obviously we love the guy, great player, but, um, you know, it, at least, you know, knock on wood, it's early enough in the season. He can red shirt and come back and play next year. If that's the yeah, problem. Red shirt and yeah, have to sit out this season. That's the way it kind of looked to me. I like, um, Ari said Kate's first rushing attempt looked like an injured CJ Beathard running down the field. It sure did. That was a uh, very, very, very similar. Um, and the mass is no better time for the offense to hit its stride against, you know, Penn state. I couldn't agree more. Mm -hmm. I, I just don't know again, being an Iowa fan and having, you know, that, you know, proven or uh, guilty until proven innocent type of mentality. It's like, I want to see you guys do it. Yeah. I, I need to see it. Like, Let's put something out there. And I, you know, you got to think, you know, was, you know, kid being injured part of the problem, you know, was that something that, you know, in, in fall camp, them not getting enough reps, like to be able to work together quite enough. And that was the whole point of them going out to California to go to that camp, you know, to work together that they were going to work through a lot of these things. But I just, you know, we're not seeing it right now. Things still look out of sync when they're out there it just does not look smooth whatsoever. So, um, and again, I, I wasn't impressed with the offensive line whatsoever. Um, I don't know when or if we're ever going to get that figured out, but you know, we haven't played real great competition so far. Iowa state's not a good football team and we barely beat them, you know, Western they Michigan. Ohio. <laughs> yeah. They lost Ohio. Did you guys see that video of Matt Campbell going after that guy? They did. That was pretty entertaining. That yeah, tells me too bad. Yeah. I don't know what you tell really me. Is. What do you think about that, Kyle? I mean, that tells you right there well, that Coach Campbell's really frustrated because that is not the guy that yeah. we've all seen. Well, I'm I'm on both sides here. Like, I get it. Like, that fan, like, he needs to be punched in the fuck. I'm sorry, he needs to be punched in the face. He really does. You know, like, he, yeah. I mean, that's just no no fan should. If you call yourself a fan, you shouldn't be doing that stuff. 
no matter who's in charge, no, you know, if you want to say that you are a big time fan, like you should not be doing that. Uh, especially traveling to a, traveling to away game, like you should support your team 100%, no matter what. Uh, I get it though. You know, him saying that to Campbell and the post in the video, that little, that little grin that he had on his face. I mean, gosh, guys, I wanted to beat the shit out of that guy, even yeah. though it was for Iowa State. I, you know, you, you see, you could see the, 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 the attitude and the players in the background walking up. I mean, they were beat up. I just feel bad as a former player myself. Like I've experienced that, man. Like it's, it's bad. It really is. It sucks. You have to go, you have to live with that and then figure out how to fix it the next week. And you know that the fans and the press and everybody is back there like trying to guess everything. And it's just really bad. But I will say this coach Campbell, you know, he should eat it. He really should because I know coach Ferentz would, have you ever seen coach Ferentz? Like, you know, I guarantee coach Ferentz takes that kind of criticism yeah. uh, when he's running off the field. You just can't hear it. You don't catch it on social media. He's had people yell that stuff to him and he just eats it, you know, um, because he knows that that person uh, can't do anything to affect what happens on the inside of that program, what happens behind closed doors. You know, uh, of course, that was a frustrating loss for Iowa State. And again, I love watching Iowa State lose. It's great. I love it. But so do things I. Like this, things like this get me, you know, when I see things like that, their own fans doing things like that, that gets me a little, uh, that gets me pretty pissed off, actually. Pretty, pretty frank about it. I I think Ari's got a great point here, too. It's like Campbell had a shot. Like, Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Your name was like the hottest name in coaching, and you had uh, ample opportunity to get out of Ames and, like, you know, were you flirting with a lot of jobs and you took your eye off the prize? I can't really, I don't get what happened at Iowa State because Campbell's a good coach, clearly, but like yeah. they're, they're, Iowa State's back to be in Iowa State. And, you know, he, he put a lot of lipstick on that pig and had them looking a lot better than they actually were for quite a long time. And yeah. they're slipping yeah. back into their, uh, you know, their, their typical Dan self. So. Yeah, <laughs> which is, I don't know. It's, it's he did weird. Lose a lot of players on the whole gambling deal too, so he's he's dealing with a lot of adversity in that program. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's it'll be interesting to see. And of course, Matt Campbell's name's been popping around for that Michigan State job, which, again, like with the struggles that he's had, I I don't know. I don't know what they're going to be doing there, but. Yeah, that'll, that, that's interesting altogether. But yeah, when you're a fan like that, I, when I was watching that, I just thought to myself, I thank God that wasn't a Hawkeye fan. Because that, yeah. I think, I, you know, I'm sure Iowa State fans on their message boards are ripping that guy apart. Like, oh, yeah. I hope you so. know, you did that, which was stupid, and then you posted it. Like, 
that's not being a yeah. good fan. You know, that's just, that's no. not. And, and we, we will call out the coaches and, and give them crap and stuff like that. But like sure. Sure. to publicly humiliate like that, you know, when he's coming out, I think was he coming up from halftime in front of your colleagues like that? Woo. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was the end of the game. Was that the end? Yeah. Headed to the bus. It looked like. No, because he said, give them hell or something like that. Like they were going back out on it the field. Like maybe it was halftime then. Yeah, yeah, it looked like they were heading back into the locker room, uh, either at halftime or at the end of the game. Uh, that's what it looked like to me. Okay, um, that's what I thought. But, but whatever. Okay. Matt, did you hear any of the any fire Brian chants in the stands? I guess I didn't notice any, personally. There were, you know, a, a few little boos, but they were pretty short and – not, I mean, at the beginning of the for in that first quarter, but I didn't really hear anything more than that. Yeah, and you know, like I said, guys, like I don't know, I might have my head up my ass on this. You know, you and tell me if I'm wrong, but I just I don't know what it is about this season, but I'm just I haven't been excited. I haven't been as fired up as I normally am. I'm like, man, do I need to go to the doctor or something? Like, I'm usually so jacked every Friday night before an Iowa game that like. I, I, you know, I, I don't sleep quite as well cause I'm so pumped. And this year I just, I don't know, Matt, Matt, like, do you, and you know, Kyle, I feel like Kyle, you know, being a former player, he's not the super fan, you know, the super fanatic and he's a lot more <laughs> level headed about it. But Matt, are you as jacked this year as normal? Are you pretty consistent or are you a, a, a little burned out with all of it too? I'm pretty consistent. I'm excited for the season that, that to be here. Um, a little less excited about Iowa football after season these last three games, but I think you know we do develop players and we do get better as the season goes on. So I have I'm a little cautiously optimistic on the rest of the season. So I'm hoping everything gets ironed out and players yeah. healthy. So my my frustration with it is you know I'm always going to be a diehard Hawk fan. You know, and we always we all go through <laughs> our ups and downs of fandom. And over the years, you know, we're a little bit more intense than we normally are. See, my like low turn is probably still higher than a lot of people's peaks <laughs> a, a, as a diehard fan. But I just it's similar to with the men's basketball program. And again, I'm just kind of putting myself out there and being honest with you guys. I feel like it's the same thing and the same product every single year. And, you know, you get fired up, you have expectations and you think, okay, maybe we're going to have an 11 win season and we might make, you know, big 10 championship, or this might be the year we break free. And then it's like the season starts. And then you're like, nope, right back to what we've been every single year. And it's the same shortcomings and the same frustrations. And I'm sure every fan base in America is going through the same type of things, but I just, it's really kind of stolen my, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? My, my mojo with, with, with the whole thing. I'm just not as fired up as I used to be. Get me fired up, guys. Tell me something. Crickets. I mean, from, from my perspective, I 100% agree with you. I'm 100%. Like everything you just said is exactly, but you know, for me, being a former player, yeah, of course I have a different perspective. I, I know what they're doing behind the scenes. I, I empathize with what, you know, what's happening when they go back into that locker room and, uh, you know, prepare for the next week of, of practice. And, um, yeah, you know, all I can say really, uh, since I'm so far removed from it now, it, the game's different. Coach Ferentz is still there. I get it. Like, you know, you could talk about changing up the coaching staff and Coach Ferentz needs to retire, blah, 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 all that stuff. 
you know, I, I, rec- I equate this to Premier League soccer, and I know that this is completely different, but like my favorite team, Manchester United, has gone through, I think, I think, I think six managers since, and a manager is the equivalent of the head coach in Premier League soccer. Six, four, you know, five or six managers in the last, uh, I don't know, five or six years, uh, maybe a little bit more since 2014, I think. And before that, they had one of the longest tenured winningest coaches in our managers in Premier League history, Sir Alex Ferguson. I mean, you can look it up. I mean, the guy's, he's a god. He really is. He was literally knighted. Um, and, you know, every year, they, every time they get a new manager, they think that, like, there's going to be, you know, like this, this new, oh, gosh, we're going to, you know, there's all these predictions and stuff. And it's always, it always ends up being the same product. And what I've concluded from that is uh, it comes down to the players on the field. Like you could be, you could have, you could have the best coaches on the field, you know, on the sidelines, calling the plays, best week of preparation, blah, 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 blah. But when it comes to game time, if, if those players, and then you could blame the coaches by not having them ready to play, but all that stuff, but they're ready. Come on. Are you kidding me? It's division one, division one football. They're not messing around. But if those, but if those players aren't executing on the field, their job, you know, like it's, it's gotta be a frustrating thing. Like if I could sit down and have a beer with coach parents and then sit down and have a beer with like Dallas Clark or like, you know, an actual player and try to get those two perspectives on like, uh, you know, when we were having a bad game, what coach Ferentz's perspective was uh, and uh, what the player's perspective was They're uh, not again, your player, your team is only as good as the players on the field executing the plays, you know, like that's it. Yeah, so. no, it's, you know, and <clears throat> Drew brings up some good points here, Drew Shipley, that, you know, and this might, I, I'm being fully transparent. This might be me just being a crab ass. And, you know, I need to get my, pull my head out of my butt and be a better fan. You know, yeah. that that's very possible. This might be just some weird thing I'm going through. I just, for, the, for some reason this season, <clears throat> I, I just got so fired up and so excited. And then when I saw the product on the field, I, I was just kind of like, same thing. You know, it's, you know, the offense is pr- improved and I think we've taken some steps forward and Kate is definitely a big upgrade. And, he, you know, he asks, you know, what, what, what result this season would satisfy us? You know, I would say w- with that schedule that we have, you know, again, I might be a little high on this, but 10, 10 wins, at least 10 to 11 wins and a big 10, uh, a big 10 conference championship game appearance. I mean, that, that is my expectations based upon, our schedule. I, I don't know, Matt, like what would you say your expectations would be this season? Yeah, I'm definitely 10 and two, 11 and one. Um, as far as the drive to 325, like um, he was saying, Beth's the new AD, Beth, uh, she's already said that that was a dumb con- thing to put in the contract. Uh, yeah. So I don't even know if that's going to matter come the end of the year. Um, so I guess I don't really, I'm not really focused on that. I'm just focused on watching the product on the field and winning football games, which we are, we're winning them. There's definitely things that look similar to last year, but there's also a lot of improvements. Uh, our defense hasn't looked as good as last year. It's looked, I mean, it's looking better now than it, than it did the first two games, but yeah, uh, um, there were some def- definite miscues against Western Michigan, which it's kind of frustrating to see that against Western Michigan. You know, you, you expect to come out there, have total control of that football game and yeah, and win it without any issues. So, Well, on top of it, too, like, you know, I know that, you know, what did they only put up 10 points should have been probably 17, but they were <laughs> throwing the ball downfield on us. 
Yeah, you know, they were they were moving the ball like the, the defense hasn't looked as good as it has in the past. The offensive line has struggled. Kate and the receivers haven't been flowing uh, like we had hoped. Like we're you know, and I know that we're a developmental program and it's a work in progress. You know, it's we're, you know, hopefully get better as the season goes on. But if there's not some significant improvements um, going into next week, a, a whiteout at Penn State, I think we're going to we're going to get shellacked. I mean, what are your thoughts on that, guys? What do you think, Kyle? I mean, you know, it's, uh, I like that word getting shellacked. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, it's, uh, I don't know, but I kind of want to hear your perspective first, Matt, before I, it's one of those things where, like, I have a feeling I'll, I'll elaborate better if I, uh, if I hear what you have to say. Honestly, I don't think Penn State's looked as good as what, everybody was saying they are, they are ranked in the top 10. So they're definitely a good football game. There's some keys in that football uh, program that I think we can um, target to help us with, but our defense definitely needs to be on its top to, to slow that offense down. I, I'm not, I haven't watched a ton of Penn state football, but uh, to see if, our our offense has a chance against that defense. Our O line definitely needs to protect better, and that'll help a lot of everything else connect. So, yeah. well, dude, I mean, like, I would have just been like, we we just need to kick field goals, and we'll be good. No, <laughs> <laughs> right. well, no, we did. Drew Stevens did miss a field goal in that forty-one. He did. He route. did. Yeah. What happened, happened there, Kyle? Right? Kyle, what happened on that one? Ah, you know what, man? I'm not. You know, like. If I could again, if I could have a direct line to Drew and and really pick his brain, I mean it's it's tough. It's t- I mean I missed uh, I think I uh, in the three years that I was a starting kicker, I think that I missed like uh, I don't know 14 field goals out of 54 or something like that. Kicked a lot, didn't miss that that many, but you know it's that's a tough subject when uh, you're asked, hey, what happened? Uh, because you know I loved my guys blocking and my guys snapping and my guys holding so much that uh, you know we're a team and if some it, it, we're a, we're a team unit and if uh, if something goes wrong if one thing goes wrong we all went wrong you know what I mean so yeah uh, right I think there were only there were only a couple times where I blatantly I think I only shanked one field goal it was at uh, it was at Indiana that was just a shit show of a game too um, <laughs> And I think, you know, that was, that was like my first shank of my college career. And it was embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> it literally went like 30, 30 yards to the left. I think <laughs> like, like Ari said on that field goal, man, that wasn't even close. Like that was yeah. something had to have gone wrong in that whole process. Yeah. So. You got to remember guys, like you got to remember like drew any kicker, any kicker at the division one level guys, we've kicked, we've kicked probably 500, 600 field goals before that game. I mean, there's, you know, like there's, there's thousands of reps that reps that happen. So yes, I would agree with you. Something went wrong. If we were to, I used to sit and analyze film for 30 minutes and I would just frame by frame, look at every little thing that went wrong. And my holder, if the, if the laces weren't out, if they were sideways, you know, like he would, you know, there was little responsibilities everywhere. Uh, Oh, geez, I missed that block here. You know, like, oh, that contributed to this, you know, like, there's always going to be little things, but ultimately it's up to me. It's up to the person there that, that's, that's, you know, there to do the job, kick the field goal. You yeah. should be good enough 
to be able to put it through those uprights from any distance, any hash, any whatever, any circumstance, you're a division one kicker. So um, there's really yeah. no excuse for it. Matt, do you feel like that watching the team out on the field this year that they don't, they're not really coming out with the fire and the pizzazz that they have in years past, or is that just something that, I don't know that maybe again, I have my head up my butt on this one and I'm not, I'm just not seeing it. I don't feel like I'm seeing on the field, the aggression and the the swag that we see from these guys, especially on defense. But I, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm not seeing that, that electricity that we've seen in years past. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's there. I didn't really pay that close attention to the sidelines, but I feel like the guys, when they are coming out of the tunnel, they look pretty fired up, pretty ready to play even though <clears throat> they did struggle a little bit right off. Yeah. Maybe there is something a little bit to that more, but uh, I don't know if that's a problem. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to see if I can get my act together and clean up my attitude. Cause I'm a, uh, I'm the Debbie downer right now. I just don't know like what, I don't know what the deal is. Maybe I just need to like clean it up and do better. Well, well I'll admit, I'll admit, I mean, I, I know exactly what you're feeling, you know, like we want, we want the success of the Ohio States. We want that consistent week in, week out, just absolute thromping, you know, of other teams. Like there's no question. There's literally no question. All we can do is focus on is partying, you know, instead of worrying about what kind of offense we're going to bring to the table, what kind of, you know, penalties we're going to have. I get it, man. Like it's, I, I'm thinking of it too, but you know, what you're saying is that, but also what you're saying is nothing's going to break your passion for Hawkeye football. I mean, you know, we're like we're like puppies, man, that wake up and we have new owners. We're going to love them no matter what, you know, and, it's true. Uh, you know, it's going to be <laughs> great. True. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, we're going <laughs> to, you know what I mean? Well said. That was well said, man. I mean, you couldn't yeah, have said you know, it more like, perfect. You, you, and, you, yeah, you could. They, I'm sorry. One last thing. They, You know, Hawkeye football could punch me in the face and kick me in the balls a thousand times. And I'll still wake up the next morning and be in love with them. Yeah, I, you're right. Yeah. So a story on that. I actually I had a dentist appointment in 2013 when we had what was that a four and eight season I think, and the the dentist was a U of I grad and I walk in with my Hawkeye zip up I'm ready you know, and she goes ooh you are a diehard fan you're still wearing that stuff around and I'm like I'm never not gonna wear it doesn't yeah. matter how bad we are or how good we are it's it's we're Hawkeye fans through and through and that's just what we're gonna be. Yeah, that's that's again that very well said, Matt, and that's the way I'm going to be too. You know, if we get our asses kicked on Saturday, I'm still going to wear Hawkeye stuff all week. Like, regardless, it's who I am. I mean, I have a giant Tiger Hawk tattoo on the side of my leg. Yeah, I'm not hiding from it. There's no way that I'm going to. I'm never walking away. Yeah, that. Well, and remember how just just think. You know, take a moment to think how those players feel too. Like. When there's a big loss, you know, even a close loss, like, and an embarrassing loss, like those guys are the ones that have to like, you know, figure out what's wrong and go back to the drawing table. And plus, and we're thinking about you guys, we're thinking about all the fans out there. And then they have to go and deal with punk kids at class who do nothing but give them crap all day, uh, yeah. knowing that they're a Hawkeye football player and that they just lost their, their, their picture and profiles all over the social media, as well as the local press citizen and, you know, like it's, it's a tough thing to deal with. It really is. Well, um, talking about something that's an important deal. Oh Yeah. We're going to pick right now who we think is going to win this week's games. And this week is sponsored by. Oh yeah. 
She's back, Candles by Candy, bringing a new fall collection, pumpkin spice lice in a candle nice. you can burn this holiday season, <laughs> pumpkin spice lice. I don't, if she just like goes above the candle and shakes it out of her head or what she does. Oh, yeah. Candles by so Candy. Good. It just, the pumpkin spice lice and everything nice. Can, candles are available right now. So let us know if you want a candle for this <laughs> This holiday, this holiday season. I mean, it's kind of we're creeping into the holiday season. You know, it's uh, got Halloween right around the corner. Fall, fall is here, and and candy is just cranking out those candles. Oh, yeah, really excited about that. So I'll make sure I got some shipped to me. Uh, my <laughs> wife won't let me burn them because she thinks there's actual lice in them. So if you guys want, I'll ship some to you. You can try it. Maybe try burning them outside. Might keep the might keep the bugs away. Sorry, candy. We're just kidding. All right, guys, we got Penn State favored by 10 and a half on this one. Sponsored again by Candles by Candy. Um, well, I got 14 now. You got 14. 14. Okay, I had 10 and a half, so maybe it changed from when I looked it up. So who are you guys taking in this one? Let's start with the Miller Lite Delight. Who do, you, what, do you think the Hawks are going to cover? Do you think they're going to win this one, or do you think Penn State's just going to roll through on the whiteout? I have a feeling this is going to come down to the wire. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't think Penn State's going to cover that. So I'm going to take Iowa in it um, with the points. I don't know if we're going to win it, but um, you know that game's always close. You know, in the last whatever years with Kirk Ferentz as coach playing Penn State, you know, we've struggled with them recently in the last five, more so than we did in the beginning. But uh, with yeah, I, I'm going Iowa. And I'm not really sure if we're going to pull this one off or not being a white out at yeah. night in happy Valley. Yeah. So you're, but you're, take, close. you're taking state pen in this one. I'm not uh, like maybe if you were doing straight up off the line, but I'm taking Iowa off the spread. Okay. So you're, you think Penn state's going to win, but they're not going to cover possibly. Yeah. Wait, I mean, I, I don't I want to take Iowa in this all the way, but I just, it's going to, you know, it could be, could come down to a field goal at the end with Penn State winning. It could come down to yeah. Iowa with a field goal, us winning. But yeah. I'm taking I'm taking Iowa with the spread. Okay. Uh, Drew brings up a good point, too, having an unrealistic expectation to be as good as last year. We did lose a lot off there, so that's a valid point, Drew. Totally, totally agree with you. And then Ken says he was born in Ames 64 years ago today. Happy birthday, Kent. Still a Hawkeye fan, even though he was born in enemy territory. So that's awesome. All right, Kyle. Who are you taking in this one, man? We got, you said 13 and a half, Penn State? 14 points. 14. Okay, sorry about that. So, Kyle, who are you taking in this one, Penn State or? Uh, the... Screw those points, man. I was going to win. Uh, you know, I, I'm, you guys know me by now. I'm very straightforward. I don't, uh, you know, it's going to be a hard-fought battle. Uh, I don't think it's going to be lopsided. I think it's going to be hard. while they'll, they'll, you know, probably will never be another game like uh, the six to four game at Penn state, but um, you know, that one was very unique, but I do think this is going to be hard fought battling and the Hawks are going to come out on top and they're going to have a nice long, um, awesome dark flight home uh, back from, from Pennsylvania. All right. I like very it. Happy, happy, happy flight. Happy flight from Happy Valley. I hope so. I hope so. Well, see, you know, (laughs) now looking at it from this perspective, too, like Penn State hasn't really played anyone. I mean, they they beat West Virginia 
Some would say they shellacked them. Um, Delaware, <laughs> Illinois. Illinois turned the ball over like we talked about earlier a ton of times. Illinois lost a lot too. They're not what they were last year. So um, they haven't really been tested. So, you know, we can't anoint Penn State at all. Um, I think you guys are right. I think this is going to be closer than, than what we think. Um, and I'm going to believe in Kyle. Just when, when Kyle talks and he picks the games, he <laughs> – he fills me with so much positivity and that's what I needed in my life right now. So I am going to hopefully optimistically, I think the Hawks are going to pull this one out, but I think it's going to be by a field goal. I think it's going to be down to the wire. It's going to be a slobber knocker. And I think the Hawks are going to pull it out. I feel, I feel it in my bones. Feel it in my plumber. safety in your plums in my plums i can feel it down in my mouth of my plums all right yeah it could be field goal or safety i'd be totally fine with it i think iowa fans don't really care you know what we win by as long as we pull out the victory in this one i you know i i i don't think anybody (laughs) cares uh matt says he's predicting hawks are going to win by a million well (laughs) <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to crank up the offense if we're going to do that, Matt. You know, it's uh, – so it's Ari, Ari Gold's putting out some betting lines here for us to take a look at. Oh, wow. and it, he got – he see, Kyle, you fill us with positivity with those picks. So um, <laughs> you got Ari pumped up. I mean, he threw down like six comments in a row here. So no you, you're injecting the fan base with positive energy. So guys, just to let you know, we will not be on this Thursday. We'll be taking that off since we came on tonight. And then we will be letting you know as soon as possible uh, when we will be um, having another podcast, but boys, it was great talking to Michael Burt. That was a lot of fun. He was good kid. Yeah. He's a good kid. Are you saying the Hawks are going to win this one too? 22, 21. I think we'd all be happy with that. I was going to ask you guys before we, <laughs> Log off here. Did you see how pissed off Brian Ferentz was getting with Cade McNamara on the sideline? He was chewing his ass, like flipped out, threw his headset on the ground, like absolutely furious with him. Did either one of you guys see that? I didn't see a lot. What what do you think was going on? You know, he was just, uh, you know, Cade kept missing throws. He was missing throws and he was late on things. They were talking about on the broadcast that he was like double clutching the ball. And Matt had mentioned that earlier, like where he was just like pumping the ball. And it was like, he was waiting for the receiver to, to progress through his route too much. And that the defense was able to make adjustments and figure it out, you know, and get, you know, get to the receiver sooner. And he was missing guys, you know, so I'm not sure why he was hesitant, why he was, you know, doing what he was doing and, you know, struggling like he was. It was just, it was interesting. I don't feel like we've seen that out of him yet, but, you know, this is our first year with Cade and, you know, we might, we're going to see some ups and some downs and he definitely just did not play as well Saturday as we thought he was going to, or as well as he has, he's been throwing some more picks lately. Almost like receivers would get open and then, he'd throw the ball after he, they got open and then the, the defense would close in on it. And that's where so a lot of those interceptions came from. Like he wouldn't throw those into those routes soon enough. Yeah. Um, Ari says Brian's immature. I don't know that he's immature. I think Brian is just so much more passionate and fiery than his dad is. And if his dad's that way, he does a great yeah. job of, of keeping it locked down. But Brian is just um, wired very differently than his dad. Yeah. Well, I, I do know that it, it takes, it takes quite a bit for them to in front of 
the TV cameras, you know, in front of the fans to explode like that on a, a, a you know, a player, uh, you know, but the one thing that came to mind was, I do know that, you know, any football coach out there, no matter what level you're at, I mean, if you make like repeated mistakes over and over and over again, even after they've been, you know, who knows what, what, what went down, but for Brian to react like that, I mean, it had to have been something that maybe they possibly discussed before the game, you know, like had an agreement about, Hey, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that. And he did it. And, you know, I mean, again, ultimately it's, it's, it's the players on the field. The coaches really can't control exactly what they do on the field at all times. There's that six to seven seconds when the ball is hiked uh, to when the whistle is blown. Like there's some improbability there, you know, like there's, yeah. there's things that you could have the play set and the scheme right and all that stuff, but there's some improbability there that you have to deal with. So, well, I'm hoping too that, you know, Matt and I are going to be going to the Michigan State game. I was able to score some tickets and I'm hoping stepping foot into Kinnick might, you know, get my heart right with the world and, and get me back on the, in the right spot with my Hawkeye fandom. So, uh, you know, with, with Kyle's positivity and his, his game picking and then, you know, Matt take, taking me to Kinnick, like that might pull me out of the, out of the funk. Of that I, yeah. A little bit of a Hawkeye slump I'm in right now. So just, Feeling unexcited about things right now, so I need to I, I need to get my act together and change change my perception a little bit. So I think you know hearing comments you know from other other people too helps. You need you need to go back and watch like the O two highlight film, maybe the O four highlight film, and that'll that'll get you pumped up, man. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, watch some of those <laughs> highlight films. I that might that might help me. Watch. I wonder if there's a Kyle Schlicker highlight video out there of kicking field goals. If there's not, somebody do that. I don't have the technological capabilities to do it, but I, I'm sure there's somebody out there that's just like an editing wizard, and they're like, "Yep, we're gonna get to it." That'd be awesome. Oh, I man. would love that. <laughs> All right, boys, let's get the win this Saturday. Let's have some fun and make it uh, not so happy Valley. All right. Let's go Hawks. Let's go Hawks. Go Hawks.